Voice in the Wilderness, Internet Radio. Enlightening the world every week. It's not just knowing about the doctrine in the Bible. That is not what we stand for here. Streaming powerful, biblically-based messages live down the internet. This congregation may never be gathered together again as we see it. Voice in the Wilderness, Internet Radio. Enlightening the world every week. Good evening. Welcome to Voice in the Wilderness Internet Radio. We are streaming live down the internet from London. This show is dedicated to God through our Lord Jesus Christ. On tonight's show, we will discuss the question, Will the wicked burn in hell forever? We will be studying what the Bible teaches. More about our subject after we've had some music.
the wicked burn in hell forever? We will discuss this question with answers from the Bible. Have a pen and a paper ready to write down some notes. Joining me live in the studio tonight is Elder John Skeet from Temple Restored Ministry in Indiana, in the United States of America. Good evening, Elder Skeet. Welcome to Voice in the Wilderness Internet Radio. Good evening. We're glad to have you with us here this evening. And tonight we will discuss these questions together. What does the Bible say that hell is? Who does the Bible say that hell is for? Is there anyone in hell now? How long will the wicked be burning for? And how can we escape the second death today? And so before we, discuss, before we start, I should say, our discussion this evening, Elder Skeet, do you mind opening with a word of prayer? I don't mind at all. We're praying. Our gracious and loving Father in heaven, we praise you for the freedom that we enjoy in this country. And we thank you for the promise in Isaiah 55, where you said that your word will not return unto you void, but it shall accomplish that which you please and prosper in the way that you've sent it, Lord. And we pray that as we study these things out of the Bible tonight, that it will accomplish a mighty work of educating, uplifting, and healing all of the listeners. Bless us now with your spirit to teach us your word, we pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Now, listeners, what does the Bible say that hell is? We read in the book of 2 Samuel, chapter 22, and verse 6, The sorrows of hell come past me about. The snares of death prevented me. We also read in the book of Isaiah, in chapter 28, and verse 15, Because you have said, We have made in a covenant with death, and with hell are we at agreement. When the overflowing scourge shall pass through, it shall not come unto us, for we have made lies our refuge, and under falsehood have we hid ourselves. The Bible uses the words death and hell synonymously. It teaches that hell is a place of death. In the book of Revelation chapter 20 and verse 13, we find, we find further evidence that hell is a place of death. And the Bible reads, And the sea gave up the dead which were in it, and death and hell delivered up the dead which were in them. And they were judged, every man, according to their works. Note that the Bible teaches us that in the future, the sea, death, and hell will deliver up the dead before God for judgment. This shows that people can either be dead in the sea, dead in hell, or that during their death their remains were somewhere else on this planet. If you look at the, what the word hell means, if you look at what the word hell means, you'll see that the word hell means the grave. You can see, for example, in Strong's Exhaustive Concordance, Strong's number 7585, the word hell is from the Hebrew word sheol, or hades, or the word, the world of the dead, as if a subterranean retreat, 
including its accessories and inmates. In essence, this word, hell, it means the grave, hell, or pit. So now, seeing now that hell is basically a place of death, the grave. Now, who does the Bible say that hell is for? Who does the Bible say that hell is for? Uh, We serve a loving, merciful, just God, and his word teaches us that heaven is the reward of righteousness and hell is the punishment for sin. The first sinners in the universe were actually angels. In 1 John 3 and verse 8, it says, He that committed sin is of the devil, for the devil sinneth from the beginning. For this purpose the Son of God was manifested, that he might destroy the works of the devil. God made the shining angel Lucifer, but Lucifer, by his pride and rebellion, made himself into the devil. But Jesus came to destroy his works, all of his works, everything that the devil creates. In Matthew chapter 25, Jesus describes the disobedient who wouldn't feed the hungry, give water to the thirsty, clothe the naked, and he separates them out on the left side. And in Matthew 25 and verse 41, it shines light on our question. It says, Then shall he say also unto them on the left hand, Depart from me, ye cursed, into everlasting fire, notice, prepared for the devil and his angels. So hell was originally prepared for the fallen angels. But angels weren't the only beings that sinned. After Adam followed Eve in disobeying God, sin was then present in the whole human family. And in the parable we just referred to in Matthew 25, we read in verse 31, When the Son of Man shall come in his glory, and all the holy angels with him, he shall separate them one from another, as a shepherd divideth his sheep from the goats. And he shall set the sheep, and it says, And before him shall he gather all nations, and he shall separate them one from another as the shepherd divides the sheep and the the goats. So men and women and children in all nations have sinned. And if they don't separate from sin through the life, death, and high priestly ministry of Jesus Christ, they will depart into fire prepared for the devil and his angels. God is going to destroy sin. His plan of salvation will put sin out of the universe. If rebellious people persist in clinging to it, unfortunately, reluctantly, they will ultimately be destroyed. That's why we read in Psalms 9 and verse 17, the wicked shall be turned into hell and all the nations that forget God. Another text that shows that wicked, disobedient human beings will ultimately end up in hell if they don't repent is Psalms 55 verse 15 where we read, let death seize upon them and let them go down quick into hell for wickedness is in their dwellings and among them. So we see clearly that the Bible says that hell is for wicked angels and human beings that sin. And the next question that we see is, is there anyone in hell now? This is a very important question (laughs) because 
a lot of people are confused on this. You see it on the television. People die and they say they're in heaven. They're already in hell. What do we know about this? We know that the angels were the first sinners. We just read that the devil sinned from the beginning. Is the devil and his angels that follow him already in hellfire? No. We know that because we see in the Old Testament that Saul went to see a woman who had a familiar spirit, a fallen angel, a demon, in 1 Samuel 28. We see that angels were not in hellfire by the story in Luke chapter 8, where Jesus was dealing with a man that was possessed by a demon in the Gadarenes. And uh, in Luke 8 and verse 30, Jesus asked him, saying, What is thy name? And he said, Legion, because many devils were entered into him. Luke 8, verse 30. In fact, early in the book of Matthew, we see Satan himself not writhing in pain and hellfire, but tempting Jesus in Matthew chapter 4 to turn stone into bread or to cast himself down or fall and worship him. So the angels are not in hell at this time. Why aren't the angels suffering in hell? Because the fruit of disobedience must be fully ripened. So God is allowing them to live so that the whole universe can see the end result of rebellion and sin. Notice the language in the sixth verse of Jude. Jude, the sixth verse says, and the angels which kept not their first estate, but left their own habitation, he hath reserved in everlasting chains under darkness unto the judgment of the great day. So Jude, the sixth verse, says that God is actually preserving the angels so that the fruit of their lives can be seen. God has made the same arrangement for wicked human beings. Their punishment is delayed. We can read it in the book of Job. In Job 21, verses 29 and 30, it says, Have you not asked them that go by the way, and do you not know their tokens, that the wicked is reserved to the day of destruction? They shall be brought forth to the day of wrath. But when is the day of destruction that they're reserved to? Isn't that when they die? No, it's not at death because the evil words and actions that they have sown are still increasing after their death. The influence of their sin is not fully ripe yet. Jesus explains this in a marvelous parable in Matthew 13. Go back and read that at your leisure. In verses 24 through 30, Jesus likens his kingdom to a man that sows good seed in a field. And while men slept, enemies came and sowed weeds. And when the servants discovered it, they said, pull them up. And he said, no, let the good seed and the bad seed grow till the harvest. Then separate them, gather the good, and then burn the weeds. Jesus explained the meaning of this parable at the end. The question we're trying to answer is, are wicked men already in hell? Notice Jesus' words in, in, in uh, uh, excuse me. Uh, Mark 13, verses 38 to 42. It says, Jesus, in explanation, says, The field is the world. The good seed are the children of the kingdom. But the tares, the weeds, are the children of the wicked one. The enemy that sowed them is the devil. And notice, the harvest is 
the end of the world, and the reapers are the angels. As therefore the tares are gathered and burned in the fire, so shall it be, he says it again, at the end of the world, the Son of Man shall send forth his angels, and they shall gather out of his kingdom all things that offend, and shall cast them into a furnace of fire. You know, it's the heathen cultures like Rome and Greece that say that man's punishment is in the deep, deep place within the earth, in the underworld. Um, and, that, and it's these cultures that believe mythology, things that are not true. They believe ideas that are impossible to test or disprove. But God is so fair and just that he doesn't need to sneak around to punish men secretly. Wicked people have destroyed the earth. They've destroyed the ocean, the sky. They've destroyed other wicked people's lives. And 1 John 3, 8 says that the Son of Man has come to destroy the works of the devil. They will be destroyed openly and in plain view. You read that in 2 Peter 3, 7. It says, but the heavens and the earth, which are now, by the same word, are kept in store, reserved unto fire against the day of judgment and perdition of ungodly men. What will that look like? 2 Peter 3, verse 12, looking for and hasting unto the coming of the day of God, wherein the heavens, being on fire, shall be dissolved, and the elements shall melt in fervent heat. Is there anyone in hell now? No. Wicked angels and wicked men are being reserved unto the day of judgment, which Jesus says is at the end of the world when the harvest of their evil lives is ripe. Okay, thank you, Elder Skeet. Now then, listeners, taking all that into consideration, how long will the wicked be burning for? Because this is what is... Uh, main title in that will the wicked burn in hell forever we've just been laying a foundation upon this now let us look in the book of second peter chapter 2 and verse 9 it says the lord knoweth how to deliver the godly out of temptations and to reserve the unjust unto the day of judgment to be punished the bible explains that the wicked do not go straight to hell when they die but they receive punishment on the day of judgment. We read in the book of 2 Thessalonians chapter 1 and verses 7 to 9, And to you who are troubled, rest with us, when the Lord Jesus shall be revealed from heaven with his mighty angels, in flaming fire taking vengeance on them that know not God, and that obey not the gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ. He shall be punished with everlasting destruction from the presence of the Lord, and from the glory of his power. Here we read that it will be at Christ's second coming that fire will destroy those that obey not the gospel of God. It will be the fire of his presence and the glory of his power that destroys them. Now, we read in the book of Revelation chapter 20 and verses 4 to 15. And I saw thrones, and they that sat upon them, and judgment was given unto them, and I saw the souls of them that were beheaded for the witness of Jesus and for the word of God, and which had not worshipped the beast, 
neither his image, neither had received his mark upon their foreheads or in their hands, and they lived and reigned with Christ a thousand years. But the rest of the dead lived not again until the thousand years were finished. This is the first resurrection. Blessed and holy is he that hath part in the first resurrection. On such the second death have no power, but they shall be priests of God and of Christ, and shall reign with him a thousand years. And when the thousand years are expired, Satan shall be loosed out of its prison, and shall go out to deceive the nations which are in the four corners of the earth, Gog and Magog, to gather them together to battle the number of whom is as the sand of the sea. As they went up on the breadth of the earth, and compassed the camp of the saints about, and the beloved city, and fire came down from God out of heaven, and devoured them. As the devil that was deceived them was cast into the lake of fire and brimstone, where the beast and the false prophet are, and shall be tormented day and night for ever and ever. And I saw a great white throne, and him that sat on it, whose face the earth and the heavens fled away, and there was found no place for them. And I saw the dead, small and great, stand before God, and the books were opened, and another book was opened, which is the book of life. And the dead were judged out of those things which were written in the books, according to their works. And the sea gave up the dead which were in it. And death and hell delivered up the dead which were in them. And they were judged every man according to their works. And death and hell were cast into the lake of fire. This is the second death. And whosoever was not found written in the book of life was cast into the lake of fire. Thus, as we read through these Bible texts, we see the Bible teaches that there will be two resurrections. The first will be the resurrection of the just, the resurrection of those that are blessed by God and thus made holy by him. These will be resurrected at Christ's second coming as we studied before in previous radio shows and as, we've, and as we've looked at today. Then there will be a thousand years when the judgment is given to the saints of God to examine the things that are written in the books of heaven against the wicked. Then after this period of a thousand years, there will be a second resurrection of those who are judged according to their works, not to be worthy to be in the book of life. These will be cast into the lake of fire, and and suffer sorry, the second death. Thus the Bible teaches that the good will die only once and be resurrected at Christ's second coming. But the wicked will die twice, the first time as a consequence of Adam's sin, the second time as a consequence of their own sins. In the book of Matthew chapter 25 and verse 41 we read, as Elder Skeeters has shared with us earlier this evening, Then shall he say also unto them on the left hand, Depart from me, ye cursed into everlasting fire, prepared for the devil and his angels. Listeners, the lake of fire was originally prepared to destroy the devil and his angels. But the wicked will be cast into there with them also, 
as sadly they will have proved to have not repented of their sins and to have rebelled against God with the devil and his angels. Thus sadly they will not be worthy of life. Notice that the lake of fire is not the grave that people go into when they die, but a fire that will come from God to destroy the wicked at the end of the world. Thus we see that Jesus used the words hellfire to describe the death that will come upon all those who refuse to accept him and the salvation that he offered. The rejectors of God's grace, the rejectors of his kindness and love towards sinners, will die in the fiery place of destruction, the lake of fire or fiery grave, which has been prepared for the devil and his angels at the end of the world. This is the same fire that will purify the earth from all evil works, and then God will make this earth new again, free from sin and wickedness and all evil. We read this in the book of Second Peter chapter 3, verses 10 to 13. But the day of the Lord will come as a thief in the night, in which the heavens shall pass away with a great noise, and the elements shall melt with fervent heat. The earth also and the works that are therein shall be burned up. Seeing then that all these things shall be dissolved, what manner of persons ought ye to be in all holy conversation and godliness, looking for and hasting unto the coming of the day of God, wherein the heavens being on fire shall be dissolved, and the elements shall melt with fervent heat? Nevertheless, we, according to his promise, look for new heavens and a new earth, wherein dwelleth righteousness. There are various text listeners in the Bible that prove that the fire from God that burns the wicked will not burn forever. It will burn them simply until they do not exist. We read in the book of Psalms, chapter 37 and verse 20, But the wicked shall perish, and the enemies of the Lord shall be as the fat of lambs. They shall consume, into smoke shall they consume away. We also read in the book of Malachi chapter 4 and verse 1, For behold, the day cometh that shall burn as an oven, and all the proud, yea, and all that do wickedly, shall be stubble, and the day that cometh shall burn them up, saith the Lord of hosts, that it shall leave them neither root nor branch. When the Bible speaks about everlasting destruction, listeners, it means that the result of the destruction of the wicked will be everlasting, not the duration of punishment. They will forever cease to be no more at the second death. Then God will make a new heavens and a new earth after the fires that burn the wicked have done their work. Now, how can we escape the second death today? We read in the book of 2 Thessalonians chapter 1 and verses 7 to 12. And to you who are troubled, rest with us, when the Lord Jesus shall be revealed from heaven with his mighty angels, in flaming fire taking vengeance on them that know not God, and that obey not the gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ, who shall be punished with everlasting destruction from the presence of the Lord and from the glory of his power. When, she, when he shall come to be glorified in his saints, and to be admired in all them that believe, because our testimony among you was believed in that day. Wherefore also we pray always for you, that our God would count you worthy of this calling, and fulfill all the good pleasure of his goodness, 
and the work of faith with power, that the name of our Lord Jesus Christ may be glorified in you, and ye in him, according to the grace of our God and the Lord Jesus Christ. And so, listeners, we escape the second death by obeying the gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ now in this life. We will now let Pastor Doug Batchelor share more information about the subject this evening. Hi, friends. Pastor Doug Batchelor, does hell burn forever? This is probably one of the most important questions that I'm answering because there are literally millions of people around the world that have turned away from the Christian concept of God because the way some people teach Christianity, if you're good, you die, you go to heaven. If you're bad, you die, you go to hell, where you will burn and boil and roll and blister in the sulfur and brimstone forever and ever and ever. And that means that a 14-year-old kid that never accepted Jesus, but they've reached the age of accountability, is going to go there and burn through all eternity for the sins of 14 years. This is what's taught by not all, but many evangelical Christians. Thinking people look at that and they say, there's no justice in that. Uh, Why would a God of love create a creature that's already prone towards sin and disobedience and then torment them eternally uh, because they were not able to get the victory? And so they say, this is such an outrageous thought. I had that idea about God. I turned away from God, going to a few Catholic schools where this was taught. And I was so relieved when I learned what the Bible really teaches. Let me read to you. Now, the Bible's really clear. There is hellfire. There is punishment for the wicked. But it doesn't burn forever. Malachi chapter 4, last book in the Old Testament. For behold, the day is coming that will burn like an oven. And all the proud, yes, all who do wickedly will be stubble. The day that is coming will burn them up, says the Lord of hosts. It will leave them neither root nor branch. But to you who fear my name, the Son of Righteousness will arise with healing in his wings, and you will go up and grow up like calves of the stall. You shall tread the wicked under your feet as ashes on the day that I do this, says the Lord. So here it says the wicked will be tread under the feet. They're ashes, they're burnt up, they're consumed, they're stubble. This is just one verse. There are many verses in the Bible. Some say, well, yeah, it's pretty clear the bodies burn up in hellfire, but the soul burns eternally. Maybe you've heard that one. Jesus says in Matthew chapter 10, verse 28, Fear not them that kill the body, but they're not able to kill the soul, but rather fear him who is able to destroy soul and body in hell. Those are the words of Jesus. How can that be more clear? There's two choices everyone has. Jesus believe and live If you do not believe, you perish. That's John chapter 3, verse 16. Um, Christ says he's rewarding people when they come, according to their works. That's Revelation 22, verse 12. Behold, I come quickly. My reward is with me to give to everyone according to his work. Well, one thing we learn from this is that nobody's burning in hell yet because the Lord hasn't come yet. It tells us in Revelation chapter 20 that it's after the millennium that God rains fire down out of heaven on the wicked, and they are cast into a lake of fire. That's after the second coming, after the millennium, after the judgment, after the resurrection. The idea that as soon as a person dies, that they're in hell burning, uh, the Bible doesn't teach that. Are we going to look from the gates of the New Jerusalem out on a lake of fire and watch people writhing and blistering forever and ever? Clearly not. That would not be paradise for anybody. 
The Bible says God has no pleasure in the wicked. You look at the promises in the Bible. Oh, let me give you another verse here. 2 Thessalonians 1, 7 through 9. To you who are troubled with us, when the Lord Jesus shall be revealed from heaven with his mighty angels in flaming fire, taking vengeance on those who know not God, that obey not the gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ, who will be punished with everlasting destruction. So what's everlasting? The destruction. Jesus said how to destroy soul and body. The words that are being used to describe the wicked, perish, destroy, consume, devour, smoke, stubble, ashes. Uh, in Ezekiel, it says, never shall thou be anymore. I mean, what terms can God use that are clear to explain that the wicked will not be? Eternal life is not promised to the wicked. God doesn't say, you're immortal and you're going to either live in hell forever or you're going to live in heaven forever. The Bible says God and God only has immortality. We've got two choices, life and death. God told Adam and Eve, disobey, you die. The devil said, you don't really die. You'll either live forever in heaven or you'll live forever in hell. You're immortal. God does not say that. God said to Adam, ashes you'll return to, uh, and that the penalty for sin is death. And so I think it's very clear as you read these different verses in the Bible, you can read in Psalm 37, verse 20, the enemies of the Lord will consume into smoke, they will consume away. And uh, God's ultimately going to create a universe where there is no more pain. Now, how can you have, uh, you know, this massive area where millions, billions of people, because broad is the way that leads to destruction, that would mean the majority of humans who ever lived would be in the lake of fire, forever burning. How can God say there is no more pain? How can God say, as he says in Revelation 21, all things are made new, no more suffering? Um, it's just not true. It's a misrepresentation of the love of God. God is going to take away all tears. There'll be no more pain, no more sorrow. And the penalty for, death, uh, for sin is death. Uh, God is asking the wicked to turn. He says, turn ye, turn ye. Why will you die? And he wants to save us. He wants us to have life, eternal life. Uh, God is going to wipe away all tears from their eyes. And he says, I've gone to prepare a place for you. Well, this, this, God has gone to prepare a place for us. And I'm sure it's clear after all that we've shared from you from the scripture this evening, that the wicked will not burn in hell forever. That the lake of fires is reserved for the devil and his angels. And God, it wasn't his plan for any of us to go in there. So, let us ponder these thoughts as we now have a break for some music. His son to win. 
and child He reconciled And pardoned from His sin Oh, love of God How rich and pure How measureless And strong It shall forevermore endure The saints and angels burn in hell forever? No, they certainly will not. The great God of heaven is a God of love, and he certainly will not people he will not leave people, I should say, to burn in hell forever. Listeners, we've set before you this evening life and death. Life is offered to us through the salvation that Jesus Christ is seeking to share with us, open to us, give to us. And the God of heaven quite simply says, Come unto me, all you that labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. He's offering us eternal life. Satan, on the other hand, has many promises and seems to want to give men many gifts and benefits. 
But in the end, his one purpose is to lead us to the lake of fire. And so, the choice tonight is ours, listeners. Eternal life through Jesus Christ or eternal death through following Satan and his evil angels. Let us choose life and let us cast our eyes away from this sin-darkened world to the glory and power and goodness that's in the heart of God as seen through the life and ministry of Jesus Christ our Lord. Let us pray as we close this discussion this evening. Heavenly Father, thank you for Voice in the Wilderness Internet Radio. Lord, we thank you for this means through which we can share your word to the listeners. And I do pray, Lord, that your word will take root in the hearts of each and every one who has taken the time to listen and to read and to hear your word as it has been read. Lord, the wicked will not burn in hell forever. You've made that clear through your word and through your manservants. Let this be a comfort to those who may have shied away from giving themselves to God, thinking that he is a tyrant and that he is cruel and that he has no compassion or mercy. But Lord, we serve you who are a merciful God, and I pray, Lord, that through your mercy and in your mercy, souls will be saved from death, from the second death, and that, Lord, that they will be saved in your eternal kingdom. And I pause just a little longer, Lord, and pray for all who are listening, who may be sick, who may have stress, who may have problems in their marriage, problems in their homes, problems at work. Lord, I pray that all who are seeking healing and help will find healing and help in you. And we ask these things humbly in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. Listeners, if you have any questions or if you would like more information, please send an email to inquiries at wildernesspublications.org or you can send a text message to 07944. 062786. If you live in the United Kingdom, please contact us with your name and address, and we will send you a free tract called Can Our Dead Speak to Us? Those who are living outside the UK can request for an electronic version to be sent to them free. If you have the Android app for Voice in the Wilderness Internet Radio, go to the ebook section, then find the title Bible Readings for the Home. At chapter 107, you will find the subject, Everlasting Punishment. This chapter will give you more information about today's topic. You can also listen to and download our radio show podcasts at https voiceinthewilderness.podcastpage.io I'll say that again, https voice-in-z-wilderness.podcastpage.io On next week's show, we will discuss the subject, The First Angel's Message. Well, listeners, that's it for tonight's show. 
Until next week, good night and God bless. Voice in the Wilderness, Internet Radio. Enlightening the world every week. It's not just knowing about the doctrine in the Bible. That is not what we stand for here. Streaming powerful, biblically-based messages live down the internet. This congregation may never be gathered together again as we see it. Voice in the Wilderness, Internet Radio. Enlightening the world every week.